Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Here I am. Here we are. Here we are. This is the day after uh, the big election. It is November 4. <laughs> Let me just check my calendar, Matt Fair. Hold on. Yes, November 4th, the morning after. Yet, we are recording on the Wednesday oh, before. So This is perilous. <laughs> <laughs> I've... Uh, I've got the morning off, and Matt Ferris said, uh, let's podcast. And I said, uh, yeah, let's do it in your studio. I took a drive over in the 992 down to 405. Uh, beautiful exhaust sounds, you know, listen to some good music. And here I am in your lovely uh, West Side collector car storage facility that good I'm here on right good now. is at 60% capacity, so hurry up if you need to store a car. Um, and it's a beautiful day here, and but I can't imagine what might be happening <laughs> right now. Matt. Might be might be a beautiful day. Might be not such a beautiful day. Yeah, I mean the tension right now is uh, it's it's thick, right? You feel things yeah. getting thick. It, I don't e- I don't want to do a prediction show. No, 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 no. That's too hard to predict anything, right? I didn't know I was being. I didn't. I didn't do the math. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was being. Gonna be that we were this show is gonna have to bridge this day. Yeah, I what we usually do is I do a, a guest segment and then ahead of that Zuckerman and I get together the day before. So oh, we that's can really, a good idea. Yeah, we talk about what's going on. Now we're a week out. It's starting to feel like my late night show when I used to record a show in September that might air in May. So God knows what Oof. we're supposed to talk about in that monologue. <laughs> but here, even so. Yeah, it's it's hard to say because things are quite noisy right now, and all of the there's so much worry about the uh, the civil war, the coming <laughs> civil war, and I love that phrase. It always makes me laugh because it's one of those rebranding a crime things uh-huh. phrases, right? Right. Civil war is just. Domestic, it's like, like no, the it, word militia and terrorism. Yeah, it's, it's like, domestic terrorism, yes, right? Yes, so yes. if you're thinking, if you're a listener, you're thinking, hey. We lost or we won, and we're going to start. Don't do it because it's domestic terrorism, and right. you're going to go to jail for life. Right. Um, but it's it's like that. It's like microdosing. Oh, that sounds kind of charming. No, that's drug abuse. <laughs> we're talking about, that, the that's reality of that is you're taking acid every day. That's <laughs> yeah, the reality. Yeah, and pay, that, my other one is uh, not prostitution, paid dating. Oh, it's just paid well, dating. sugar daddy stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm just on a paid date. Mm-hmm. See, it's a much more so that you know. Again, the Civil War is just another one. Of I'll those tell you what. Word plays. Here's a here's a tangent. For yes, you, you got to hand it to ISIS a little bit because <laughs> because in the ISIS <laughs> this training show is so far off the rails already. Videos yes. that we see on YouTube, yes. they use the Toyota Hilux. Yes, they're getting mm-hmm. out of the Toyota Hilux, which Top Gear once demonstrated mm-hmm. to us is a virtually indestructible vehicle. Right. If you were going to build a terrorist cell. Militia. Right, a militia. Uh, you would want to use such a vehicle. 
But did you see the video from what, by the time this airs, will be two weeks ago of the, quote, militia training in yes. uh, the Midwest getting out of a purple PT cruiser? <laughs> I did see they that They were one. with AK or the yeah. M16s, the whole, the, the, the stupid cosplaying vests and all that shit, getting out of a, a purple yeah. sparkly PT cruiser. Yes. And I saw another video of it, some... I have uh, to be honest, though, that made me kind of like them. <laughs> it was just like... Imagine showing up at the first day of training. <laughs> In the PT cruiser. <laughs> I find that to be less terrifying than the terrorist, like you're saying, these Toyota Highlanders. You know what that looks like. A couple of guys in the front, a couple of guys in the back, flags, and, yeah. a, and a 50 Maybe caliber a 50, machine gun, right? Yeah. I see those trucks with the Trump people, too, driving around. That big right? flag is easily interchangeable. Yeah, the same tripod it, holds I'm it. trying not to draw any sort of conclusions from that, but you can't help but do it. So, again, the PT Cruiser was kind of a welcome change. I just got, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. The PT Cruiser is on everybody's mind. The, 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 the interior design of it is so charming. Imagine a beetle. <laughs> I, was, I was just on the Vampire... Uh, what are these guys? Uh, Vampire the Band. Weekend? Vampire Weekend, yes. Excuse me. Sorry. On Ezra's show. I think it's Ezra. Um, and we all he wanted to talk about was the PT Cruiser. That's all he wanted to talk about. The dude from Vampire Weekend? <laughs> yes. And the possible collectability. I mean, we spent 30 minutes on oh, me. sorry. Really? Yes. And he kept coming back. He kept saying, well, if... Let's just say I have the best one in the world. <laughs> and I, and I would say, well, they made a million of them. I still don't know that you're really going to have something worth more than a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun talking about it. it, it was That's really, hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. I think he was doing it for comedic purposes. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, there's an and opportunity for like a great troll there where you could be like, listen. You could corner the market on these. Well, that's what he I was just saying. Start to encourage him to just start buying up PT Cruiser. I think he was already doing that. Um, you guys should listen to that episode. It was last <laughs> week, and it was a lot of fun. That's funny. Ezra Koenig is that his name? Koenig. Koenig. Ezra Koenig. Yeah, apparently he's a big uh, Seinfeld fan. There was a guy who runs a really popular Seinfeld uh, Twitter feed there that had put together Trump dancing and Elaine dancing, and uh-huh. had me on to discuss that as I wrote the little kicks and was there to tell the real story of how that dance happened. Uh, how was inspired by Lauren Michaels, <laughs> who danced with his little kicks in the air. I could really, <clears throat> inspi- I think, pictured Lauren Michaels dancing like just like that. He did. Yes, that dance was communicated to uh, our uh, uh, our friend Elaine Julia Louis Dreyfus, who then. Uh, took it and uh, made it into her own great masterpiece. <laughs> but it was with the little kicks. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Here's all I know is the little kicks and the hands are shaking. And she said, I got you. I'll have something tomorrow. <laughs> she came back and the rest is legend. That's um, awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah, who knows what's happening today? I, I won't make any predictions about anything, but I, I will maybe predict, and maybe I'm going to be wrong, that everything it's just peace and quiet. <laughs> that everything's fine. It's the beginning of a an era of boring politics. That's what I hope. Oh. An era of there's just government, there's no more insanity, and we can all go about our business not hearing about this stuff for a little while. What do you think? Um yeah, I mean I I would like to to uh, to have a day where I don't <laughs> where I don't start my day with like oh god what has this fucking lunatic mobster <laughs> with a fucking melted dementia brain done today yes. you know and yeah. but, 
But uh, distraction, as as Sarah Kenzior says, is uh, or spectacle is a great distraction from malfeasance. So yes. When they start doing crazy things, you got to start looking at what mundane, terrible thing they're doing underneath and well, getting yeah. away with. So when anyway. they lift the rock up, it's going to be bad. Let's <laughs> let's face it. But I business, hope the rock gets lifted as I usual for yeah. the United States. I you know I like <laughs> to go and and look back at history and just. We're just going to be in an endless cycle of madness, and then okay times, and then madness again. Don't you I think? think? I mean, we if, have been though. <clears throat> I think if you just take forever a and ever. I mean, I think you know who I was thinking about this morning was Carl Reiner because the Dodgers won the World Series last night, and I texted my friend George Shapiro, who's friendly with Mel Brooks and Carl, and congratulate. It was a great game. It was great to see the Dodgers finally get it, and he he sent back this really cool picture of him and Mel Brooks holding up a pillow with Carl Reiner's face on it, <laughs> and go, it was a special night for them. But I was thinking about Carl, who I loved. I really loved that guy. He's just like the prototypical comedy writer and great guy. And here he he died a few months ago. Um, he can't, you know, he would come on my show and, and 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 just pump me up when I was feeling down about I don't think I can do this and just go no this is great. He did it in front of the audience. He we loved Carl Reiner. He was that guy we'd call and go hey you know Andy Dick just dropped out. Can you save us? And he'd be I'll, I'll be right over. He's in his eighties. Yeah. I'll be right over. Right here he is. Uh, out there, you know, working for the Democrats and trying, you know, to get Trump defeated. And also a Dodger fan. And the poor guy goes out before both things happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about, because it's, it's an old man trap. I was just thinking in the larger picture, old men in general decry the state of humanity. Right before they die, they say, you know what, there's no hope for these young, no matter what it is or what's going on, they do, yeah. Most of them, I see them do that. Mm. I hear from my old guy They friends, call that acceptance? That's part of my routine spike, it's not what I actually believe. Shut up, Jerry. But they decry... These are his words, they mean nothing. <laughs> this is just a joke, I'm not Jerry. But a lot of my old man friends, I've noticed, and it's an old man thing, and I'm starting to do it too, is, oh, these, this younger generation, they don't know what they're talking about. And the world is just a, a horrible place, and I think it's just for them to prepare to, to, to sail on. But I, I, don't I don't know. know. I'm a little more optimistic. I think yeah. that, I think the young people are smarter. I do. I think that too. I'm not saying that I don't believe that. I, I, did, I feel. I guess I feel bad that Carl Reiner, at the very least, didn't get to see the Dodgers win the World that's Series. True. That's a bummer. That I relate. His pillow did. His pillow saw it. Mel saw it. I think that what, what that the, the Dodgers haven't won for what thirty years, something that, like that, something like that, right? I'm the wrong and I know because the Red Sox hadn't won the World Series since 1918, so I know that pain. And I know that when I was bartending, there were a bunch of old guys sitting at the bar just going, "I am staying alive." <laughs> <laughs> they were serious, you know. And I, and I believe that little things like that can keep old people alive. They and uh, can, yeah, yeah anyway. need purpose. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, anyway. Wherever you're at, car rider, we love you, man. Um, let's talk cars. This yeah. is good. Um, uh, I'm glad you let me get all that off my chest. I'm sorry I don't know what happened. I hope you were all safe today. My guess is you are, and it's just business as usual. All right, Matt Farah. Hi. Here we are. A few weeks back, 1,750 horsepower uh, car called the SSC Tarantula, which set a record for the fastest production car Uh Blasting past 300 miles an hour, $1.9 million. Uh, Oliver Webb is the guy who was behind the wheel. 
Um, and it passed the previous mark by the Konezeg set in 2017. Now, this morning, I was uh, uh, I opened up my Twitter feed. And you're, I don't know why. You're always at the top of my Twitter feed. And yeah, it said, this for is... For someone who doesn't have a blue check mark. This is shady as fuck. Well, what is so happening? What happened. What's happening with this right now? So I'm I'm friends with the dude who designed the car. Okay, Fifth actually drew the thing, not right. not like engineered it. Right, uh, Jason Castriotti. He also designed the Ferrari Five Nine Nine. He also designed the Maserati Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. He designed some other very cool concept cars that that were got praised but didn't get made. And, and so he designed this thing too. It's a hypercar. It looks like a hypercar, right? Uh, he came on the podcast before the announcement of the speed was made and told us, me and Zach, uh, pre-embargo, as it were, some numbers, you know, 330 miles an hour that sounded pretty fucking crazy, right? Right. Um, But, you know, 1,700 horsepower and, you know, long enough road, like, all right, makes sense. Uh, I mean, you know, is possible, right? Cars get faster. Like, sure, why not? Um, And then it seems, and depending on when this... Airs. This may my comments may not even age so well. It seems that they didn't do a great job of controlling the the narrative of what happened with the information with videos and information. Right? Is this the car company itself doing the test, or was this someone the company bought it privately and then decided to do the test? A combination of the two. It was okay. a customer car, okay, a, pr- a finished production car. Mm-hmm. They went out on the same road that Koenigsegg uses in Nevada, right. one sixty to, to between Vegas and Pahrump, and did did several runs. Okay, some were warm up runs, two fifty, two sixty, two seventy, and then apparently, according to them, the two way average of three sixteen, right, three oh one one way and three thirty the other way. Okay. They say there's this there's data that shows it. Okay, right? They say. Uh, Top Gear, BBC Top Gear, is on hand for this record attempt, okay. right? And makes a video. They then air that video, okay? The video shows the car going really fast down the road, and there's telemetry, you know, numbers on the bottom that are going up, right? The numbers on the bottom don't match the numbers in the car. <laughs> Okay. And the numbers on the bottom don't match the fixed objects on the side of the road going by the side of the car. Again, the d- today is the 28th, right? Yes. So the, this, I don't know. By the time this airs, this story could be fucking... There's a there, there's alleged fuckery. <laughs> it is alleged. <coughs> it is alleged that this... That the, who, the, who is doing it? Who, some, inter- some internet are people, saying. some internet people are, are are trying to reverse engineer the video. Okay, so no one believes that this speed was actually achieved, or some. I'm not saying will. no one does, but some the, people. But they are saying that the evidence presented. The problem is well, right. Well, bl- Here's the problem: that the video is being used as evidence where I, I don't right. believe it should be. In my opinion, if I was running a record car, maybe I wouldn't have Top Gear's cameras in the car. For the record one, maybe I'd let them go on one of the practice runs to get their footage because who the fuck could tell the difference anyway, right? Right. Because a director might just be like, who cares? <clears throat> we'll overlay the actual yeah, telemetry yeah. and whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they then release the video, so there's doubt in in whatever. So as of today, I think this is a video production fail. I think. I don't, right now, it doesn't seem like 
a, there was a conspiracy to fake a top speed. That I don't think that that's what happened. I don't think. <clears throat> but How I many do of think, these cars, who is this company, first of all? I don't know anything about it's this It's a company. small company based in Washington, a couple hours east of and Seattle. And how many cars have they made? This is their second, <laughs> like, they had a car called the Ultimate Aero okay. in 2007 right. that beat the for original Bugatti Veyron. It was a not a very attractive looking car, but it was like, you know, over a thousand horsepower at a time when cars weren't a thousand horsepower. Right, right. And it went really fast. It did. It did. And nobody, it wasn't really disputed. It's a, it's a small company. I don't know. They sold 10, 12 of these things. Not a lot. And they've spent the last 10 years, maybe even 12 years, developing this thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a small little business company. business like that work? I don't fucking know. They work for 10 years and they sell one car. I mean, the car's like 2 million bucks. <clears throat> so if they can okay. sell 15 or 20 of them, it might be a thing. I don't know. I, I, I have yeah. no idea. Okay. Koenigsegg, like Christian von Koenigsegg and that, that company, mm-hmm. like they own the patents on lots of technologies that are used in other cars. So, so they're making money on those. So they make money on that and supercars are like, they're fun. Like, right, you know right. they that's 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 how they you know that's what is their three hundred mile per hour car the Jesco? Yeah, it's a it's all Where's a version that? of this. So Koenigsegg makes you know all, well all, it's all about to be two with this Gamera sedan thing, but pretty much it's been a sequence and evolution of one product line further and further. Right, that goes back to the CCX cars, mm-hmm. and it carries through the from the CCX to the Agera, and then. And then the the current cars are evolutions of that. It's 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 all kind of one continuous evolution. The Jesco, it's tough to keep track actually. Yeah, I believe is their straight line top speed one, as opposed to their more downforce, you know, kind of Nurburgring handling. I like the name. It's the best car name I've heard in three or four years because it's like Jethro, but it's Jesco. Makes it a little more modern. <laughs> Koenigsegg uses they they've they've gone from alphanumerics to uh, to, to names. The good. Didn't you say if names. we flew there, we could drive those cars yes. whenever we want? Yes, you we could. Right. Pretty much. We just have to get ourselves to where Sweden to Engelholm. Engelholm. Engelholm, which is in southern Sweden. You'd fly to Copenhagen mm-hmm. and then drive about ninety minutes north. And then he would let me drive three hundred miles an hour. I don't know about. They would let you drive on their runway, which you can go two hundred miles an hour easily. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done that since the career. Koenigsegg is a, a incredible experience that is worth having. Have you been? Yes. That's how I know you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and what car did you drive? Over the Agera R. Yeah? Yes. And did you like it? Yes. What did you notice about speed? Because I noticed things start to happen over 160. This car is was the most stable car I have ever driven, bar none. Bar none. What about wind resistance? When this did you, car was so goddamn t- fast. How fast did you go? Two oh five, something like that. And what is? And then when I got to two oh five, I was told to take my hands off the wheel and stand on the brake right. pedal. Yeah. And I did that, and the car stayed straight and wow. came to a controlled stop very, very quickly. It yeah. was one of the craziest things I've ever experienced. Yeah. Yeah. That car is the real deal. So anyway, that makes me want to put wings on it just for. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so anyway, SSC, you know, as of today, yes, maybe they did it. They, I think they probably did it. But what this whole situation is, 
Now they have no choice. Now this is all blown up out of control. Yeah. They have no choice but to go do it again. It's the only thing the world is talking about this morning. <laughs> they, they, now, they've got, now they've got to go do it again. So, yeah. so I hope that they go do it again. But well, a, if they do pull that off, which maybe, maybe most likely they will, they've now got a lot of attention on it. And they, you know, I think they have cool. absolutely bungled bungles and this is the uncut gems of press releases <laughs> <laughs> this is like they had an opportunity to well, get ahead of it and yeah. instead they they said some bullshit that was quickly bullshitified and yeah, it just was yeah. really it was not good well that's pr right your pr person yeah. somebody fucked up yeah and that's Multiple the difference times. between these the tiny homemade company and the uh, you know we yeah. just uh, put out a show today that has Robert Bollinger and his B1, mm-hmm. which is their the homemade version, and then the GMZ Hummer EV, which is the polished corporate version. And they're both interesting in, in very different ways, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the Robert Bollinger, who's uh, pushing this uh, B1, was bringing the B1 to a customer's house in Malibu so they could drive it off-road. Right. Think about mm-hmm. that level of service he's providing to that customer who yeah. wrote in the just, CEO of the company. Yeah, the CEO <laughs> of the company and delivered the truck it. delivered it and go. You want to you want to see how this is going to work on your ranch in Malibu? Okay, I'll be there. Yeah. Right. And GMC. Hey, uh, you know, if you want to come to a cattle call to see our GMP, uh, GMC Hummer EV, it'll be down at the Barker Hangar, and you've got uh, 20 minutes with the West Coast PR director, Shauna, who's delightful. No one ever called <clears throat> me. I got zero calls and zero emails for that. So thanks, GM. Appreciate yeah, it. you know, you, you know, I was one of many. I, and it's <laughs> good, but you see, it's the different level of certain, and they're, uh, you know, they're, they're pros and cons to both of these types of companies. But it doesn't surprise me that the PR, the smaller homemade company PR department kind of messed up the words and didn't have the staff to kind of figure that out. Mm-hmm. But could it be easily rectified? The uh, the truck looks cool. I'll give them credit. And the Hummer uh, looks like a, an interesting piece of uh, hardware. It looks like it could be a good time. It is uh, quite beautiful. I actually like everything yeah. about it. Yeah. That, I just know. think it's funny. Like, <clears throat> like of course, like... Where there's this technology where you don't have to, where it's it's efficient, right? It's right, efficient, right, it's right. quiet, whatever. Like, of course, America is going to find a way to build the most powerful, heaviest, most wasteful yes. version, <laughs> earth crushing. You know what I mean? Like, let's well, what, go off road. crushing it? Eight thousand pound off road vehicle. Yeah, is the most America that has something called like fucking freedom mode or some right. shit. I mean, no it, like, crab mode. No, no. There's a mode that's called like that has the word freedom in right. it. Right. What happens? Uh, it goes America. It takes you directly to vote for Trump Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> it, deploys, yes, it deploys your MAGA hat dispenser. Comes out. <laughs> well, I like to off road. I'm not a Trump supporter. How did they get to off road? Guys, co- the whole thing about all of that. The whole thing about off roading it treading lightly. Yeah. So, like, the heavier a vehicle is off road, the worse it is for the environment. Uh-huh. I don't know. Look, I, it's cool. I, I want to smash I'm sorry to I'm, I'm sorry to be devil's advocate or to be environment's <clears throat> advocate. But it's about toughness, right? It's about blasting through stuff. In commercials, not in real life. 
I know. I was looking at their commercial again today. Going, how did they get that sand shot? I don't think this thing moves. CGI. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a CGI? Because I did the blasting through the sand in the Land Rover Defender, and it was fun. And I saw how they get the shot. But again, I was like, well, if I can't drive this, that means it probably can't drive. Then how did you get that shot? How did oh, they- CGI. You think that's all CGI? Did, yeah. was, uh, I, I'm, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what you're talking about. Was there a TV commercial for the yeah, Hummer yeah. where it, it pl- drives? Yeah, it was played in the World Series a bunch of times, but it's also on oh. Twitter. Well, either either it was CGI, which could be, and yeah. there's there's means to do that. There's a thing called a black the black wing. Have you seen right. that thing? No. It's a it's literally like a blank car. Uh-huh. It is a. It's the green oh, screen yeah, of yeah, cars. Yeah. I know that, and thing. it can be anything. It can be anything. You, right? Yeah, you bring it out, and it's fucking anything. <laughs> and so that's really cool. It could have been that, or it could have been that. In fact, the Hummer prototype does drive, but not in a way that you, journalist, customer, right. television personality, would find any way polished enough. Right. You know what I mean? Like someone told me that that thing you guys were playing around with in the hangar, that like. It does drive, but you have to, like, remove the center console, and there's, like, a manual shifter underneath it, and it's, like, right. not a finished, polished thing, but, like, if you had to drive it, you could. Well, I was asking, the, these are the questions that I was asking. Are these stats going to remain? Is this going to have 350 miles uh, per charge, right? Is this well, that's going just to- doing math. I think the math adds up. It's like if a battery is this big and it's this much and it's this much. But that we've not seen that. What generally happens is, hey, I know we said this, but now the actual numbers are coming in lower. And well, I know we said it's zero to sixty at three zero, but you know what? Now prices t- this changed. Now could it's be. a little slower. It could be. Right? It could be. But also, especially when you start talking about EVs, it becomes uh, it's it's you start to get a little into the weeds, but it becomes important to talk about briefly about the fact that the manufacturer can choose one of a couple of different ways to do their range calculations. Scenarios. Right. Right. Porsche chose one of the more conservative, if not the most conservative options that will result in a lower range, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, EPA rating, right? Tesla took one of the more liberal ones, if not the most liberal, that results in a higher advertised range. Mm -hmm. Uh, But fundamentally, the physics of 90 kilowatts of battery and this much of car, you know, no one has like some magic secret. It's like... EVs are understood at this point. Yeah. So, I'm so, just a little yeah. dubious. Just a little dubious. They said this is the launch edition. <clears throat> and uh, I remember the Gladiator launch edition, how they couldn't sell the launch editions. They sold the other ones first, which the very definition of the launch edition is launch it first. <laughs> and they just never made it to the dealership, or at least. What are you looking yeah. at? What's going on behind me? Just, there I'm, guy I'm so sorry. There's one. I'm, I'm, I just got distracted by my disguise here. No problem. Hey. Who, who, who Hi. Hi. How, How are you guys you? doing? I actually, it was really just this about the ones in the warehouse. Okay. Yeah, in the garage. Yeah. Design, car collector storage. On the top? There's a guy with a tray. The, where the, uh, desserts um, for him. Where the balcony is? Them infused yeah, weed. Oh. No, no, no. It was just, it was really just, uh, my concern was seeing the car. It's a control group. Yeah, yeah. The, the, fa- the one facing the street. Thanks very much. What's that all about? That looks like a nurse that just wheeled up with your medication. I am very sorry for doing that. I'm no, trying to do fine. a podcast while running a brick and mortar. It's a little thing. Somebody, um, somebody sent me a picture of you, by the way. What that. that was about is I am having uh, 
you'll notice on the in the warehouse side of the yes. facility mm-hmm. that on on the street side there's uh, blinds, so you can't so light can get through the windows, but right. not you can't see in. Well, it's only on the ground floor. Well, as it turns out, now that it's getting darker earlier, yep. <laughs> the second floor, the, the third floor windows out here, it turns out that in the evening hours, you can totally see the fucking cars that are in here. Uh, and, and that's uh, not good? Well, I don't want just people who are walking by across the street to be able to see cars right. inside. So we're putting... Do you think someone would be able to break in? No, no, no it's not about breaking go in. Go to the third story. No, I don't. down that Ferrari. Bro, no. <laughs> fucking gone. In, no, I don't. It seems like it would be good advertising to light it up so people can see it. I think it goes against, <clears throat> it goes counter to my privacy policy that oh, people really? sign. Yeah. Do, are your clients, to, do your clients really desire privacy and then drive around and no, flash no. sports cars? No, the truth is no, the truth is I care right. much more about it more than 98% of the clients. There's, mm-hmm. But there are a couple, as usual, as usual, yep. there are a couple that are extremely particular about it. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Dude, we're, we're a business that exists for needy people. Yeah. Their cars. <laughs> yeah. You can tell us. They have some <clears throat> awesome cars, I'll be honest. But they don't <laughs> want anybody cars. to know about it. Yeah. Unless, uh, yeah, so what do they drive around? They drive around in some sort of a dazzle paint job on the outside yeah. of the car, yeah. a bag over their head. One of them drove up in a pickup truck with a mural on the back of it. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, yeah, no, so that's Here's the picture someone, someone sent me uh, this morning and oh. said, uh, and I, I, this person I had no idea I was even recording with you, but they said, you need to uh, call Farron and, and ask him about this. What is this all about? <laughs> this is you, I guess, with Johnny Lieberman, and you you had some sort of... Uh, it, are you asking about what the vape pen is? He was asking about this show. What was going on in this show between you and Johnny Lieberman? It sounded like there was drunken debauchery Well, happening. listen, Johnny brings over whiskey. That's like <laughs> the thing that he does. He does. So, and what happened? He tried to say some things about Tesla that weren't entirely accurate. Ah. I tried to say some things that I thought were more accurate. Uh-huh. And you guys got into it? A little bit. What episode of your show is this? Like, the one that aired yesterday? Oh, like, okay, so last week. Yeah, last week for the... Yeah, you go listen to it if you want. Wow. I don't know. So I think the people who spoke to me afterwards say that, that I good. won that argument. Oh. So, like, it's fine. We're, we didn't, like, fight and aren't friends anymore. Oh, I don't think that's what they were implying. I think this person was just saying that you guys got really wasted. I don't know if we got really wasted. We got, <laughs> like, we're both super opinionated. We yell at each other almost every show that we yes. do, by the way. Yes. That's why we do shows. Right. It's like an opportunity to yell at each other no. for entertainment. I think value. the whole thing, uh, that's what makes the like, whole thing work. I have, right. I have a lot of opinions about self-driving technology and the risks they pose that that technology poses to our society. I am not just a straight-up optimist about that technology and furthermore I don't believe as many people do that that technology is just some kind of inevitability that we have to accept no <laughs> why, why would it be because people think it is really and do you know how many people are like self-driving cars are the future not like hold the <clears throat> fuck up son they're the future if we invest billions if not trillions of dollars and thousands if not millions of hours into making it the future. We could absolutely choose a different future. The the latest update to Tesla had a funny disclaimer in it, which is make sure your hands are on the wheel when you go around the corner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, you're driving down a road, you're making a right turn, just make sure your hands are on the wheel for that. 
what they're not what they're leaving out is because it might not stop yeah. when it's when there's a kid in a crosswalk. Dude, do right? you have you ever used those features in Teslas? They're not good. Tesla won't let me near their cars. They are I, straight I up not good. Yeah, they drive like like worse than bad teenagers. I've had some uh, close calls in Volvo stuff trying their stuff. I, I will tell you that. I'm in, in the 992 on the way down here, okay? I'm on the highway. I pop it in adaptive This is I don't Adaptive cruise is different. Yeah, I know, but I don't generally use any of this stuff. But I find more and more like if I've got a cup of coffee and I'm listening to Howard Stern, I, I'll pop that on, I'll keep my hand on the wheel and I'll take my feet off the brake and the throttle and it's yeah. in a nice position, but I'm still piloting the car, but it's keeping track of stuff. I right. might look away to do something really quick on the phone, but it's one or two mm-hmm. seconds, right? I like that. I like this interaction between, you know, some automated stuff and me driving. But like you're saying, this, when it's more than that, yeah. I'm tempted to tune out yeah. a lot more. And then there's a, there have been some dangerous moments with other brands right. where suddenly the car does something odd. Humans have very good hand-eye coordination, right? right? We can see what's coming at us, and we can react to it, right? Right. Whether we're on skis, whether we're on a a bicycle, whether we're in a car, right? We see what's coming in real time, right? We process this information, and we react physically with our hands and our feet, right? And sometimes our whole body if we're on a motorcycle or something, right? What we are not good at, and time and data proves this shit over and over and over. We are not good sitting at a fucking screen, staring at something that once a month, we're going to stand here and it's going to be totally normal 99% of the time. But you don't know when, something's going to happen and you have to be ready to go. We fail at that every time. We lose focus so fast Mm -hmm. when given the task of just monitoring something that's supposed to run itself all the time. People fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, security guards fall asleep. They're just looking at empty monitors of empty mole. You know what I mean? It's like this happens over and over and over again. The the person who was paid to monitor that Uber test vehicle in Arizona, her whole job, she was be earning a living to monitor this vehicle and still was like watching her they phone somebody. and her thing ran over somebody, you <clears throat> right, know? Right. Even if you pay someone to do that job, you know, and I'm not saying that a uh, a chauffeur, a paid chauffeur couldn't also run someone over, you know what I mean? A paid driver, but, but fundamentally in order to, uh, we have to just accept the fact that human, that the in-between here where we have to be safety monitors, not active participants, that's a messy, messy, messy zone. Messy. Really messy. Like, da- that's... So really then how do crashes. you use this Tesla? So say you're, uh, I'm driving home from here. I'm on the 405. I've got to get off, right? And is, is Tesla telling me to put in my address and it's just going to take me back to where I live? I'm going to pull, I'm going to be on the highway. Yeah. I'm going to sh- turn, uh, uh, move lanes to the right. I'm then going to exit. <laughs> I'm then going to get up to the street. It's going to take a left on its own. Is that what Tesla is telling me it can do? And then I, I don't want to say the wrong thing because God forbid I'm not mm. perfectly pure in my facts and my morality. But you I understand what I'm saying? It is. It, but, they're but, not saying it's a hundred percent, but they're saying it can. It can. They're saying on the one hand that it can do these things, and on the other hand, 
that you yeah. you have to watch it because right. you could fail at any one of them at any time. Right. And right. oh, by the way, this program is called Full Self Driving. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> so it's just it's I very cynical. I want to know cynical. where it goes wrong. It's very cynical. But it does uh, make me think. Right. And again, Tesla. If you want to give me a, a car, I'll drive it and and I'll try this out. But. I, I'm wondering, like, if I'm on the highway and I put in my home address and I go from an interstate, do I exit the interstate onto uh, city roads and to my home? Is that what it, they're saying it will do? And I can manage it at any point, but unlike some of the stuff that I've driven by, from other manufacturers on the highway where there aren't even lane changes, really. There's just, like, we're keeping you in the middle. This is what Tesla is offering me. I put in an address. The car will take me there. I can help it along. Judge it here and there. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I haven't read the exact thing that it, that they're offering, but right. it's it's definitely it's it's a hands free experience uh-huh. and not just on well marked interstates on small side roads as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you have to look at the small minds that uh, soak up propaganda and fake COVID data and, you know, you tell it this, that, you know, I'm going to do it. I'll do the whole thing. Of course, they're going to believe it, right? Yeah. People want to believe it because, because people invested in it being true already. Right. People are already invested. Look what it can do. Theranos, it's Theranos. But I would, I'd know me, I would believe it. I would get in this car and I'd want to, it'd be an experiment. I'd be like, let's put my address in. Let's put, let's put Matt's address in for West uh, Side Collector Car Stores. Let's see if I just get there. Let's see. Hey, kids, let's see what happens. Yeah. And then I would just go. So. You want to believe it. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. It's fun. It's, you know, like anything with cars, there's that little bragging you do with your family. Like, hey, look what dad's new car can do. Look at, look at the cool stuff it can do. Watch us uh, careen into a divider and uh, catch fire, and then watch the car catch fire again a week later in storage. Um, all sorts of fun with the Tesla. <laughs> People are going to be hating us on this episode. I mean, I mean look, I'm not, I'm not saying something that isn't... If I say something that's not true, tell me. But It is, uh, you know, but when you're a pioneer and you're doing something different... Right. You know, when you the problem is, I know the problem is that you're doing something different. He's marketing with, it uh, with yes, and you're doing it on public roads. Yes, with people that haven't signed up to be your beta testers. And I'm, ta- I'm talking about the people who bought the cars. Right. I'm talking about me on my fucking motorcycle yeah. right next to you. That's but what I'm talking gotta about. It's got to happen. Why? Otherwise, it won't. <laughs> the circle. <laughs> you gotta go. It, it has. It has to happen. Otherwise, it won't. Look, I'm <laughs> not saying he's idea. doing it right, but all you know, why this is why there were test pilots. But why does it have to happen? Why because do we have technology to have... moves forward. It marches on. It marches forward. But, it, but it, it, it marches in the direction we make it march. Well, forward is the problem. The word forward doesn't have to mean what we think it means. I think this is... What if instead... What if we use this technology, Spike? Instead of building a car that would allow us to watch a movie on our iPhone 17, instead of that... Yes. We built a car that you drove, that I drove, right? Had adaptive cruise control like the 992, but you drive it. But that car, with the same technology, becomes uncrashable. What does that mean? Uncrashable. It means the safety features are the ones... Doing the watching, right, and you're right. doing the driving instead yeah. of the other way around. Oh, that's boring. 
<laughs> I couldn't have my shiny, uncrashable toy. Instead, I just want to. I want to show my friends fucking so no, I, I jerk I, off while going down to four. Look, I'm not saying that Musk is actually testing this stuff right, and I agree with you 100 percent that we should not be part of his beta test. <laughs> like, I'm not a big fan of Silicon Valley disrupt theory. Let's do it first no. and get permission later. I don't like that. I don't like it. Corporate malfeasance is what I call that. However, I do admire these giant jumbo jets that kind of land on their own. <laughs> the computer programs that land the jets and fly us from point A to point B. Dude, do you know how much easier that is than going down roads? I know it is, yes. but So much easier. I would like to see this stuff tested in a, in a, in a crash dummy kind of way and figured out before it's thrown there, out. There are but companies I do like that, are the technology. Doing, that are doing a better job. Right. I mean, there's, there's Johnny companies Lieberman, like Waymo. If Le- and, Lieberman were here, what is it? Cadillac and Waymo, Well, right? Cadillac has their super cruise feature, right. right, which technologically is very similar to autopilot, right. except it's, it's more constricted to freeways that have been... Approved by humans as yes. here's a place this will work I really like that. well. That's a good idea. That is what I call Google Maps theory, which is some roads yeah. are covered on Google Street View, right? Yeah. Some aren't yet, but here at some of the main roads, we can show you around Google Street View. Yeah. But that, that other one, that, that we're not there yet. And if it's not, you can infer some things. Yes. I like that idea. That's a good idea. You so there you go. We figured it out. Right. See? It's not everything, it's just pieces and approved areas and places we know. Right. Anyway. But I don't know. Think about any post-apocalyptic future movie. The the last 20 minutes of that film yes. features someone wrestling control back from an automated vehicle <laughs> to save the fucking yes, day. Or finding an old vehicle that's manually driven. Screenwriters got it right. People like me write those, man. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're just, we Bro, Demolition good, Man nailed some stuff. We need some good <laughs> endings. That's all. But you're right. Yeah, the hero has to do it. But that's yeah. not real life. All right. We got a couple. Uh, we got some time. I want to talk. Uh, I drove. Uh, let's talk motorcycles. I realized I have this list of vehicles that I have not really gone through and talked about on the show, and I thought I could cover a couple of them today. Uh, Ducati uh, Diablo 1260S. The new Diablo 1260 uh, combines the performance of a maxi naked with the ergonomics of a muscle cruiser. You Boy, driven? that almost sounds like an ad for a tampon, doesn't it? About a year ago, <laughs> I would not have known what that meant. <laughs> but you're right. Maxi naked is a style. But now of- I, yeah, a year. I'm telling you, a year ago, I would not know what I just said. But now I fully understand this description because Ducati has been so fucking cool and given me every bike that I've requested. They're about to give me the Panigale for my last uh, Ducati test before pulling the trigger on a Ducati. Did you get Scrambler 1100 yet? I uh, know. I'm oh. not, I, I've, I've I've written that. I'm not interested in it. The 1100 you wrote, or the yeah. or the smaller. I'm the not interested in scramblers. Period. End of story. Okay. I, they're cool bikes. <clears throat> it's just not what I'm looking for right now. Okay. Um. But yeah, maxi naked is like no aerodynamics, dude. You feel it. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. I don't. I didn't understand why that was fun. That until, means you hold on for dear life at 80. <laughs> yeah, and it's great. And you, you know, you go, oh, this isn't good. But then you go, no, this is the only thing to have uh-huh. is that riding position and the air in your face. But we'll see. I'll tell you when I have the Panigale and I have a little bit of uh, no uh, uh, wind resistance. And this uh, Diavel is the combination of both the, the 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 cruiser. It's got this big fat tire in the back. And it's got a naked uh, quality to it, so you're getting a lot of wind. And it's a great bike. It's a very, very usable, great bike. Like, I really enjoyed riding it. But it doesn't have enough 
for me, of the turny and twisty. Agility. Yeah, and I'm not even going to review this to say if you're looking for a bike in that market, this isn't the bike. If you're looking for a bike like that, this is definitely the bike. <laughs> it's the one. I'm talking about my point of view, what I'm looking for, and what I've learned about myself as a rider, which is I like to go fast. I like to feel it. I like to lane split. <laughs> I like uh, lane splitting the bike. The narrowness of the bike makes yes. a difference. You need a narrow bike, and I like to turn it. And I like scenery control. And the big fat tire is, you know, great for a distance trip. You know, and cruising and being comfortable. But it doesn't turn. It's not as agile as that. Uh, the hypersport. You know, well, come on, it's not going to be there. Um, anyway, just makes wanted, sense. Just wanted to say that. Are you, are you still reviewing bikes yourself? Um, I took a break because I got a lot of cars. I had like seven, eight, nine cars in a row. Um, I wanted to ask you, I, I have stopped with my press cars. I have not requested anything. What do Did I you just go through waves and you got tired and want to drive your own cars? Yeah, yeah, it just ran out. I think, I think there might be a McLaren coming and there's a Ducati, but what should I, you know? Well, you, McLaren you, 765LT I've got in a week or two, okay. which is the new fast, you know, the, the, the crazy version of the 720, which will be a great. But I saw you in a Jaguar out at the Malibu Kitchen. Yeah, I have coffee. it. It's here. The, you parked right, right next and to you, it. Right, <laughs> and you, want, you said I should drive that. Why? I think you should because the, it's the new F-Type R, mm-hmm. and you can tell the difference in the front end. It looks a little a little Audi R80, actually. Uh-huh. They've squinted the lights a little bit. Um, they'll tell you it's from the I-Pace, the electric one, but it looks more like an R80. But anyway, uh, they've done a lot. They have... Uh, the, the fundamental architecture of the car is, is exactly the same, but <clears throat> they've, uh, they've recalibrated both the ECU, the throttle, and the gearbox, and the differential. Uh, they've d- completely redone the whole suspension. Uh, new shocks, new springs, new sway bars, and a new rear knuckles. Recalibrated the electric power steering. They definitely copied Porsche's steering wheel. Somebody, because you know, the old F-Type had the real girthy wheel. Yeah, yeah. Somebody at Jaguar got in a 992, drove it over to Jaguar's <laughs> headquarters and said, Oi! Measuring tape. And measuring <laughs> when you go outside, I'm glad you had the 992. Yeah, we because we're going to sit it. back and forth. Okay. I, I got in it because my mom has an F type, and so I've driven a lot of F type. I get in, I grab the wheel, and I go, ha! So I just laughed. Like somebody. Oh, that's interesting. Immediately I went, oh, somebody measured Porsche's steering wheel. Interesting. Um, but, you know, I didn't like the R before because everything about it was. Grabby and stabby yes. and uh, 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 it was so like uh, jerky. You know what I mean? The brakes were so grabby, but the throttle was so instant, and it, they really wanted to, uh, you know. Right. So the the long and short of it is, long term, those ragged 2015 cars that were like scary and undrivable, and they had to make them all wheel drive after that. Mm-hmm. That's the collectible one. The crazy one is always the collectible one, right. long term. Right. But for driving now, the refinements of the new car, totally different experience, much, much better uh, tool for going fast in the canyons. Wow. And much, much more usable uh, every day because the suspension doesn't beat the shit out of you anymore. It's right. nice. Yeah. Really nice. Very, I'm really, really what impressed. What do they call that color? Oh, I don't know. It's yellowy. It's brownie. yellow. It's a special order color. Mm-hmm. So it's like a launch color. It's like forty-five. Don't don't get yellow. <laughs> <laughs> like I British racing green over tan. That's how what, you do those. Cars. What about you know the, those F types are famous for their exhaust note and they're possibly illegally loud. <laughs> exhaust note. What does it sound so like? So they mostly got rid of the burble tube. 
So they've done this. They've done the thing that uh, Aston Martin does. Mm-hmm. So below three, even in loud like loud mode on the button, isn't loud anymore. It's just a little more tone than than quiet mode. So it's when you start it, it starts in quiet mode now. It doesn't do that wake the neighbors. Oh, that's brown. great. Yeah, that's so great. So you can actually start it in your neighborhood and they don't everyone doesn't think you're an asshole. It's amazing how they figure that stuff out. That, yeah. that is what keeps some guys, older guys with money from buying these cars or and spouses. Just hear it and go, no. Well, it's a legitimate thing. I don't yeah. want, after two weeks, you're like, well, I don't want to wake up the neighbors. And yeah. now I'm not driving it until noon, and then I'm not driving Exactly. It. So it has a quieter start, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you put it into loud mode, you you get the full kill sound of the exhaust above 3,500. So 3,500 RPM to 7,500 RPM, or I think it's 72, whatever it is. It's on the full kill mode with a bit less burble tune than before. Right. But if you just throw it in D and you're just driving around the neighborhood, it's very quiet. Like the the, the Velar. Remember the Velar? The, yeah, yeah. The, the Byron Blue? Yep. It's that when it's below 3,500, which you have 500 plus pounds of torque. You're, you're keeping it under 3,500 mm-hmm. when you're just cruising around. So it's good. They made really good choices all around. So yes, you should drive it. And I want to drive the the new six-cylinder one and see what that's about, too. Right. Because the six was my favorite before. What else? What else are you driving that you like? Uh, I get a G-Wagon probably by the time we're done with this show. Uh, the show. Yeah. The 550, not the AMG. Uh. I wanted, but you know why? I wanted to go off-roading. So I got the smaller wheels and off-road where are you do spec. That? I don't know. Probably like, uh, I like to go to the... Norman? I like to go to this place called... Um, Pioneer Flats. Uh, it's up by the Vasquez Rocks off the 14, and it's there's a great trail. Um, oh no, it's called oh, shit. The Pioneer Trail is what it's called. The fuck is the name of the park? I don't remember. It's called the uh, Pioneer Trail, and uh, Rauher Flats. That's what it's called. And it's a great trail. It's tough for a for a stock uh, vehicle. It's challenging. Right. And you just go up the ridge of this mountain, up climbing up rocks and stuff. Pretty steep. Not dangerous, but mm-hmm. but challenging. And you have this amazing picnic spot on top. Incredible view. Tall grasses blowing in the wind. And then you come down the other side on more of a windy sort of just dirt, you know, road. It's it's lovely. So we're gonna mm-hmm. make a video. That sounds good. But you know, I, I bought a Ferrari. That's like the news. <clears throat> so I'm aware of that. Three twenty eight. That's a great buy. What year? Eighty nine. Eighty six. Yes. Huh? Well, Pre ABS. Us, tell us all about this car. Why did you buy this car? Always wanted one. I always. agree with this. I love these cars. I, I always want one. Too. Yeah. The shape is great. I've driven them. What's before. the mileage on your car? Forty thousand. Wow. So it's Good. a driver. It's a driver, but black, black, triple black, black seats, black carpets, black paint. When do you take delivery of Sydney? It's on a truck, either tomorrow or the next day. Wow, that's exciting. I'm very excited. And Serio, who helped me find Steve it. Steve Serio, formerly I, of Aston Martin, New England, yeah. who now is just leaning right into the classic car business. Yes. You know, I, I had two, I don't want to call them bad experiences on Bring a Trailer, because they weren't bad experiences. I bid on They're two cars. Bad, then we call those bad, bad experiences. experiences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not bad their best yes, yes experiences. bad experiences in which yes. I I lost a car but by losing it I really won right because I that's I lose win yeah because right. had I won I would have overpaid for a not as nice car yes and so once the second one was like an uh, 
I just said, this is stupid. Why am I looking at a car at the same fucking place at the entire rest of the world is looking at cars right now? Right. And so I just called Serio and I said, here's what I want. Um, you know, find me a good one. Find me a good one. And within, I don't know, 24, 36 hours, he came back to me with three examples. Uh, silver blue. Ooh, a, shit. A green over Wait, tan. What was the silver blue? The silver blue was a no uh, because of... What year was it? Uh, it was like an 87 or something. It was a nice car, but it had, I think, it it, it, it didn't... Will you send me that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it was a, it, it didn't, it was, you don't want it. We didn't want it for a reason. Why? It, I don't remember what it was, but it was, there was a reason we didn't want it. The green one was stunning, but yeah. it, but yeah. the owner, uh, the owner did his own major service. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did this my one, own this with one, these uh, forceps. Yeah. I did that, and I got the turkey baster out. It's fully serviced for you. Exactly. No, I this saved one thirty-five thousand dollars on this service. <laughs> yeah. It was a pants off. Ser- <laughs> pants off. It's supposed to be engine out and belts. No, I didn't wear a belt. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yeah, they're so. they're not that hard to service, but. No, it's, I think that's what's great about yourself. the 328. Yeah, is it's the, one of the most usable Ferraris you can get. Yes. still, still. Now wanna, that I know that, <laughs> you want to take another one. Yeah, you want to do that service correctly right. because that's the whole game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, if it was like a lifer car, yeah. you know, I'm going to keep this thing forever. Yeah. Okay. Service. You can kind of. I put a new belt on. Look, it's a brand new belt. <laughs> I got a gentleman's warehouse. Two belts. There they are. Yeah. Buy sure. it. What do they call that green? That's the. It's, I don't know what green. It was like a. It looked like a British racing green kind of. Oh, but yeah. But I don't know. The black is awesome. I'm stoked on the black. It's yeah, really black nice. is great. Testarossa, black Testarossa yeah. is great. Donnie's is the Peterson. What's that? Donnie Calloway's black Testarossa is in the Peterson exhibit it alongside is? my Countach. Oh my right god! Now. Yeah, that's hilarious. I was over there last night. Bruce gave a little private tour. Yeah. And have you ever been to Bruce's garage? I have. It is so sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's on the third fucking floor. I know. <laughs> it's not In the on middle the of Beverly Hills. <laughs> it's, like, it's like on Rodeo Drive on yeah. the third floor. It's like, oh, my God, this is so we crazy. Would go, I would go there for these kind of uh, Batman's Lair Peterson museums where they called yeah. in what they were. They would say, the dream team. You've made the dream team. And it'd be me and Patrick Long and... Bruce and a bunch and we're going to talk about it. and it became like us working for the Peterson for free <laughs> like, well wait you really I'm doing seven hours with you guys to come up with exhibits Yeah, I, I love you but you know they just won some <laughs> award that's like best car museum in the world well the long and the short of it is they didn't need us you know we are a bunch you know Jeff Swart was there and you know think about what's happening when you're putting a bunch of us in a room yeah right not productivity <laughs> exactly <laughs> they they know their business well yeah. right and and their staff knows their business well and yeah. we're just there throwing crazy <laughs> ideas what about you know we would you know I would legitimately if I were doing it again this week go and go, you need to do ISIS trucks <laughs> with live 50 caliber. Think of how cool that would be. You know, you know, so, but it was always super fun to be with Bruce and the gang and he'd throw this great lunch and then we'd go around, he'd show us a few more of the cars, the wall of motorcycles. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There. And I'm jaded, you know, he was, he was giving a tour to some folks that hadn't, hadn't been right, around right. before. You know, and I, I know what all his cars are. I've seen them, and I've talked to him, and so I'm impressed, but I'm not every time like, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there are, you know, 
this is a Shelby Cobra. Is it real? <laughs> yes. And it's the first one ever. <laughs> you know, this is the, yeah. the, you know, it's like these three cars, yeah. This is these two cars uh, raced each other at Le Mans. And this yeah, one, yeah. you know, it's like, Jesus Christ. But that that garage is uh, that's something. Bruce, it's nice to see Bruce is driving those cars at the Cars and Coffee every Sunday. <laughs> he shows up with something different. Leno's been showing up now every Sunday. I missed Leno last Jay week. What did he drive? Up. He drove this old Alfa Romeo that I still wasn't. You know, I was leaving as he was coming in, but it was so much fun. Was it he, like a regular car? Or like a no, no, like no, a, a really airplane old, engine. It's on my Instagram, you, or it was. You can see it there. Um, like chain drive? Just, the chain drive one? No. Okay. No, no, no. This looked to be something from the 50s. Oh. I just didn't know the car, nor did anybody else. And, <laughs> you know, he opened up the engine bay. Yeah, hey, here's a three-cylinder straight three, and he's got these, and there's a Solex carb on it. The straight three? And then I, I think, and then, you know, you get surrounded by people. And then he's, uh, then I go, what's this? And he picks up a piece of rubber tube, maybe about two foot long with... Uh, cut pieces of rubber on either side and he goes he goes I, I actually don't know maybe it's this and he hits me on the head <laughs> and you know that was it it was just you know it's such a fun little show right now and the police have decided to leave and you know we had a you know when we had Bollinger out there the week before it was a massive show but the following week we didn't really publicize it and it was it was nice last Sunday that Lucid was thing was cool yeah the Lucid was uh, there that Did seems you, exciting did yeah. you talk to the guy? Who, I didn't know who. I didn't talk to him, but the car looked cool. Bob C. Lucid was there with oh, the car. Really? No, yeah, I, that's Is not that his a name. Fun? Oh, I was going to say <laughs> the guy named Lucid. Lucy yeah. Lucid brought her car out. The, no, I heard the guy who is the head of uh, Lucid, whatever it is, Motors, whatever they call themselves, was there, talking about the car and presenting it to everybody. I mean, how cool is that? Again, another those. another CEO out there showing everybody the car. Um, I know at one point I heard they had sourced a Porsche Taycan to kind of bring into their lab and take apart and have I'm a look surprised. at. Surprised. That's the kind of thing I would and do. The, if and I Lucid owned. is designed by the guy who designed the Tesla Model S. Yeah, right? Franz von von Holzhausen is that his name? <laughs> I'm pretty no, sure that's his name. Hello, Franz. I think that's his name. Um, I thought it looked pretty neat. Yeah, no, it looks great. It does look nice. Where is I like the thing that they're doing with the front and the back seats being different. You see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the front, the front cockpit is dark. So that's to give you a more cockpit-like vibe, and then the rear seats mm-hmm. and doors are light to yeah. give you a more sort of stadium kind of airy-like uh, vibe. It's cool. Yeah, it's a neat, it's a neat decision. I think I think there's some. That's fun, there. don't you think? It's cool that people are now debuting their their shit out at the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> yeah, you know, for years we've all just been hanging there quietly, and now it's become this. It's become the new L.A. Auto Show. And thanks for uh, you taped off a spot. I don't know if it was for me, but I certainly. It was not. Who was it for? Um, they, uh, I think we had been planning to podcast. Bill will do that whenever we want, by the way. So just uh, let me know if you're going to go and we'll yeah. do it. But we, I told him to save two spots. It's like when you order from Bill, right? I just want a little bit of turkey and some vegetables. You get a giant platter of <laughs> everything, right? I said, I need two spots, one for me and one for Zuckerman. You he, he, he get four. Ah, cool. So yeah. we say, we figured you'd probably be coming along. I'm so pretty sure, I hope I'll be able to drive the 328 up there this Sunday. It's supposed to be here on Friday. So well, that would be this past oh, yes. pre-election, this past pre-war Friday. time. <laughs> now right. it's war time. Now it's Terminator 2. <laughs> yes. Skull. Machines are just crushing skulls. Yeah, get your guns. Get your get your gear. Um, I hope this doesn't age like milk. Well, anyway, we will take it out. That'll be good. Take that car out. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, Sunday. Let's do that. I want to see it. Serio's yeah. going to be here, right? Know, yeah. He's doing your podcast this week. Uh, yes, last week. Wow. <laughs> Don't you think I hear about that? No, I do Farrer's. I guess I'm not good enough for yours. And I said, yeah, you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. We love busting Serio's balls. But, That's hilarious. But he is the guy when it comes to finding and uh, buying, selling cars. Yeah. I sell cars through him all the time. He is the guy who helped me sell Egg Ball years ago. I remember this. And uh, we did okay. We did okay. Yeah, he got his finder's fee. I hooked, I took care of him. Yeah. What did friends and family rate. There it is. Um, it was good. Yeah, he used to run uh, Aston Martin New England. Yeah. For many, Dude, many years. Dude, I was happy to pay the friends and family rate. His hit the car... Friends and family raid there plus is. shipping right. was still substantially cheaper right. than what I would have spent to bring a trailer. And Do you have the uh, guarantees that the car will be in working order, that everything's going to be good? No. Who, uh, who vetted that car for you? Uh, he did. He did. He did. Right. Yeah. I mean, he said the records the records check out. I talked to the owner, <clears throat> right? And uh, and Donnie's are excited to dig his teeth into it if we find anything as well. Donnie wants me to have a Donnie's three, good. He wants me to have a three twenty eight so badly, yeah. so that I can talk about him working on it, like I talk about Marco working on my Porsche. <laughs> Marco <laughs> is now one of our sponsors. TLG is he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good for you. Yeah. And good for Marco. He's he's got my Safari right now. We are doing some upgrades. All right, before we go, you just said Safari, and I'm just now remembering what we talked about today on the show. Um, now, a week later, there was a spy shot that Drive posted oh, yeah. that said, look like a production Safari 911. Have I you heard be, anything about I it? I saw the picture. <laughs> I don't know anything. I think it looks interesting. Did you get excited? You know, I don't know. I don't know if Porsche doing it. It would be such a validation for you and your car if they made a sweet. production Safari car. Matt Come awesome. on. That would be pretty awesome. I have skin in the game, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Marco's uh, right now is recamming my car. Uh, to move the power band south. Okay. Right now, it makes all the power between five and seven. Yeah. Typical sports car cam. Right. I want twenty five hundred to five thousand fat torque curve because with the big wheels and tires, you just it's more usable. And uh, the clutch that they used in the build, the original, the the that Lee put in in the Safari build, is like a race car clutch. It's like a clutch that is designed so that you could clutch kick it over and over and over. Wow. And it will take it, and that's not how I drive the car, and right, my right. knees hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so we're gonna put a clutch in from I think it's a clutch out of a 930 turbo, which is a little stronger than the Carrera clutch, but it feels uh, basically the same. So there you go. That's what we want. Drivability mods. The only other piece of Porsche info I've heard, and I don't know if it's accurate, those uh, GT3s that were spotted in Vail, Colorado. I've uh-huh. heard now talking to a couple of uh, unnamed sources that those wings are the wings of the regular GT3. The crazy wing is? The crazy wing is coming on the regular GT3, and there's no active aero. There have been these rumors that there's an active aero component to it, and uh, I have it on a pretty good source that there is not, but the wing is the the wing. That's aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's aggressive. Yeah. So you think they're going to continue the touring? No wing? Uh, I couldn't say. It's hard to say, you know, in this environment where we're headed with cars, what they're going to do. I'd like to think they were going to make a new GT2 RS. Yeah. I don't, it would be I don't cool know if I they... Ca- I don't know that I care about the touring, whether they do it or not. I have to say, if they made a Safari based on the Carrera 4... Yeah. 
they would sell so many of them. Yeah, I get excited about those special editions. Yeah. But they have to be something beyond an appearance package. They of have course. to be something legit, real, and a surprise. And they always seem to do that every, every run. I will tell you, having, you know, now being on my second 992, I dig these 911s. These new 911s, uh, at first, I didn't like the exterior styling. I, you know, I did the whole thing like I'm, I want to be a 991 guy and I like that better. But as I drove the 992, I am super excited about this whole line of 911. Yeah, they're great. You got It's all about how you paint the back end, too, if you do the black or the painted But the way they drive, I've never taken to a new 911 series like this. They're easy. They're good. And they're, they're fun. They're fast. Yeah. They turn. They make great sounds. You know, usually you're having to get used to it, but, you know, I'm in a 992 cab today. And Is I'm, that a Porsche drive car? Yeah. Oh, really? Thrilled. Nice. I'm thrilled with it. How you know, long are you, you going to keep this one for? I was supposed to switch every month, but I, I just told them I want to keep this 992, and then I gave <laughs> the it to... The whole point is you changed it. He's like, ah, I'm just going to keep the 992. I love it so much, and I I gave it to Zuckerman for a week and champing at the bit, going, hey, bring that back. I want to drive it again. And then he's like, look, hey. When uh, when you when your time's up with the drive app, let me know. We're gonna keep that car. Let's buy that. You want to buy it? And I'm like, yeah. Is the spec yeah, that I good do. that you want to buy that one? Yeah. I mean, I saw it's a chalk convertible, but what about it makes it like that one? The way it drives. A rental car you're gonna buy? I am the first one to drive it. Okay. It's a brand new car All delivered right. with 20 miles. I've already right. put a grand on it. <laughs> and he and do I. Do you have a mileage limit? I don't know. I haven't checked. I'm just driving it. I've driven it. I keep driving it to, to like, Palm Springs and driving it to these That's other hilarious. things. And I'm about to do another two-hour drive to do – I'm supposed to go flat-track motorcycle racing with uh, – Oh, you're going to do that? Yeah, I yeah. said no. With Royal Enfield. Yeah, I said no to that. I'm Let too me, afraid of breaking myself. Uh, the only reason I was thinking about saying no is I didn't want to buy all the gear. You got to buy all the gear? Yeah, oh. and I told JC, I said, look, get me some of the gear so I don't have to spend three grand on gear. Yeah. But I, I'll be able to find the motocross gear and the rest of it. But, you know, you don't think you really you would really hurt yourself on that, do you? If I had a functional body, yeah. probably not. This no. is Royal Enfield, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is flat, it's a flat track racing school, Yeah, basically. Yeah. And it sounds really fun. I would love to go. I've had two spine surgeries. I've had two <laughs> knee surgeries. I really like walking. You're so much smarter than me. And I like. And my. Well, why am I doing this then? Well, maybe. Maybe your health might not depend on <laughs> you being able to go to the gym seven days a week. Mine right. does. Yes. I go to the gym seven days a week. Right. If I couldn't do that, I would gain fifty pounds in six months. Right. Right. And so. I just I I've worked so hard to be fit with my brokenness. I can't fucking risk it. You know, the guy who works on my motorcycle, Sonny Nutter, is a flat. That's famous, his name. Yeah, Sonny Nutter. He's a famous uh, flat track racer. He's been uh, oh. you know used to ride with McQueen and the Hulk. And oh, Bruce has a bunch of shit in his garage. Yeah, it says yeah, Nutter on it. Yeah, he's the. That's, is that yeah. where the term Nutter came from? Like Maybe. calling someone a Nutter? That or the Fluff Nutter, but. <laughs> He's down at Santa Monica Airport, um, and he works on old bikes, and he builds beautiful old bikes. And I've always been intrigued by this flat track racing, which essentially is an oval where you're in one perpetual skid in an upright position. And, well, yeah, Royal Enfield sent me that invitation, and it's, you know, it's an hour and a half drive in the 992 out to this place, skidding around a track the day before the election. Why not? It seems seems fun. It seems fun. And I, you know... I have no qualms telling any of these guys, look, I'm not going to do that. I did it with Lamborghini when I was racing around the track with Emmett Willow. 
and and we're doing. I was doing one fifty six on the straightaway, which is about as comfortable as I'm going to be in a race car. Oh, recently? Two weeks ago, yeah. yeah. And they said, now let's do it without traction control. I was already sliding around turn four and five. And I said, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm just going to enjoy my time in this car. It's great. I'm going to tell everybody it's great. I'm going to do the same thing here. Like, if they they go, okay, now, I'm not doing that. You can't make me kill myself on it. But I do want to slide around. Yeah. I do want to get some cool footage. Getting comfortable on a bike that's moving underneath you is probably a good skill to have. I can do that. You can? Do you do a lot of dirt biking? Yeah, when I was a kid. Not a lot, but enough to know to be comfortable with that feeling. And I'd like to do a little more, so. I'm, I'm still mildly uncomfortable. Now, again. Here we may be on this Wednesday as you're listening to the show, and I might be dead, and Matt Ferrer is a genius for not going. But, uh, I hope not. Or oh, it's not our last show. Perhaps Matt Ferrer and I are positioned against each other in a civil war. <laughs> the coming civil war. I can't believe I got drafted to the, to, to the South. I get, And Matt's on, all right, let's get my gun. Let's go kill him. That's, how does the civil war work? Well, that's it. We draft you here. Do you have we'll weapons? Huh? Do you have guns? I do have one. You yeah, do? but I don't. It, when I when you say uh, my gun story is a little different. Like I grew up <clears throat> in a small town, very rednecky Massachusetts, and guns were we were shoot, out shooting in the woods. Yeah, it's you know I'm surprised none of us got killed because yeah. there was no supervision or any training. But we were running around with twenty twos. I never was able allowed to have one. And my parents never really knew what I was doing. But my friend Scuzz, who's the motocross guy, Scuzz. motorcycles and guns, woods, uh, pretending to be in the Vietnam War and fighting and <clears throat> doing stuff like that. And then target shooting. So I've always been around them, but I was never allowed. Never yeah. allowed. So the second I got, you know, Massachusetts, New York, you're not only guns in those places. Maybe you do. I didn't. But the second I got to California, it was like I'm getting a, a, an enduro motorcycle. And I'm getting a, a Glock, and I'm going out to the desert, and I'm going to ride that motorcycle and shoot at stuff. And I did, and I had some fun, and I took the courses, and I did all the gun safety stuff. Flash forward to kids, <clears throat> that gun got locked away, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's just, I haven't really visited that gun <laughs> since that moment. So yeah. I am a gun owner that doesn't... Technically. Yeah. That has not used his gun for at least 10 years. It's, you know, it's not in my home. It's not, it's locked up far away from where I live. Yeah. And in fact, if someone wanted to buy it, I would sell it to them. So that's the type of guy, gun owner I am, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, technical gun owner. Yeah, yeah, I've done, I, I like... I, Here's what I don't like about guns. They're dirty. Like, I don't like that I have to clean them in my hands and they get are, all gunpowdery yeah. after. Yeah. But, like, you wear it home with you a little bit. If you were to say to me, hey, let's take a Land Rover Defender out to the desert, down to the Imperial Dunes, on that road where there's that shooting gallery, and I've got a bucket of cans, do you want to get your gun out? I'd say, fuck yeah, let's do that. I, yeah, that would be the fun. art of shooting stuff yeah. is, uh, is understated. I and I put, a little, uh, I put a little laser sight under the barrel installed <laughs> there, so, you know, you can just, you know, shoot with a little red dot goes. Yeah. Um, and it's a cool setup, but again, yeah. you know, it was. Uh, I think the gun was bought weirdly uh, because we were bored uh, at Seinfeld. I think Andy Robin, uh, who wrote the Junior Mints, myself, and his writing partner Greg Cavett. You only had these like quick lunch breaks, and you essentially lived at the office. Uh-huh. So with Jerry and I, it was looking at cars, and then I was like, "Hey, should we get guns?" <laughs> yeah, let's. Get, you know, it just seemed like a funny thing to do. So we would go, and you know, we took the test, and we did the whole thing, and then we bought, we all bought our guns, and we're just single idiots yeah. living in Hollywood. You see, I, what I my mean? friend, no, my friends had a similar. 
Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, so let's all go by. Go but it becomes school. a little bit of an anchor later on when you have a family. You're yeah. like, what am I doing this for? I don't need it for self-defense, nor do I want it for self-defense. Well, I know people that, like, won't leave their fucking house without a gun. They're yeah. scared. Yeah. Scared, scared of the world. Yeah. And meanwhile, I live in Venice where there's, like, murders, like, every yeah. fucking day. Yeah. There's stabbings <clears throat> every day. The helicopters are always going. And forget about me. No one's fucked with me. But my wife is five foot two. Yeah. 110 pounds. Yes. And she's not, she walks around not unafraid, you know? Look, it, in my experience, the gun escalates yes, things. Yes, I agree. Not, more often than not, it escalates the, uh, the issue, yeah, right? It escalates. Secondly, I, in my experience, I've had a gun aimed at me. I've been robbed uh, at gunpoint in New York, and everything was fine. Here, take the money. It all went away. I've been uh, robbed at knife point. Uh, it's on a Sunday afternoon in an arcade. Here you go. Here's your ten bucks. The your your gun. You see what I mean? I'm I'm happy I didn't have a gun and blow. Yeah, yeah. Te- you know. Yeah. Both times it was like a, a teenager and then a twenty year old. Yeah, I'm I don't. So I happy don't, I didn't murder. I don't want to. I don't want to defend my home yeah. by exploding someone's skull in my kitchen. Yeah, and I can't even remember. I know one was for ten dollars. <laughs> okay. I'm happy to pay you $10 so for the rest of my life I don't have to think about that I killed another human being, right? right? Yeah. I don't know. That's it. I hope it's okay today. By the time you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be fine. I believe in America. I believe in Americans. I was kind of... uh, Happy with the the folks that Barat talked to. They seem like a lot of nice. I I feel like we're all headed to our big kumbaya moment. We can all maybe unite on a common enemy and be friends again. It'd be nice to have everybody friends again. And stop this stupidity, yeah. wouldn't it? What we need is a common foreign enemy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We need to declare war, uh, and we need to all get behind that together. <laughs> Red states, blue states, one state, United States. Well, that's the that's our message. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed our election <laughs> show. Our pre-post-election Thank you, coverage. Matt Ferrer, for doing this. This has been fun. Yeah, Different kind of show than we've done. my place. Um, if you guys are interested in storing cars, you want to go to Westside Collector Car Storage here in Los Angeles. WCCS.com. Uh, go there. It's quite an operation. It's a very cool hang as well. One might even say it is the Soho House mm. of uh, car collecting storage place. To even call it just storage. Is, it's more of a club. It right? is. It is. Do you have COVID testing when people come in? How do you handle that part? We have the little thing. The little <laughs> oh, you do the little yeah. gun. How yeah. frequently do you get tested? Well, they. Uh, I've. I don't know. I've had. I've probably had three or four tests total. Yeah. Basically, if I travel somewhere when right. I come back, that's pretty. But much. I don't have to worry about you barking across me nah. right now. No, no. We <laughs> I have a very. You know, I got a very small fucking group of people that I see. And anyway. Lieberman, you think huh? Lieberman's safe? He was here three days ago. Well, I'm not sick, so... <laughs> you know, Lieberman was here two weeks ago. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he, we, were, we recorded you, that a long symptoms. time ago. We recorded that a long time ago. I'm joking. Anyway, uh, follow me uh, on Instagram, at Spike Ferris, and I'm happy to uh, to return your uh, messages if it's if they're not too long or too weird, and uh, we'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Bye. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right, let's see how I don't fuck this up technologically. That would be amazing if... If I make it... it none of it got recorded. No, no, and no we definitely did. had that show. It did. We recorded for one hour and 16 minutes. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.